mm. and I didn't understand why I was feeling empty, mm. why I didn't feel like things were right. Mm-hmm. Hello, darling. Hi, Sayan. Uh, How are you? I know it's been forever, girl. You gotta stop shooting my text. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know that we were both busy with a lot of of crap that's been going on. (laughs) I love how you made me uncomfortable. Yes, I did miss that. How are you, love? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sorry. What? Sorry. No, I just saw your pink room, and I was like, what? Oh, yeah, this is my childhood room. So, like, this... I had this pink wallpaper since, like, third grade. And I just never bothered to change it. So, it's very pink. The furnitures are very vintage. Um, And then my little... Do you see that flower? Oh, my God, how embarrassing. I'm, like, doing my best to cover it right now. Your little scarf thing is so pretty, though. Oh, thank you. I've been okay so let me tell you Shein do you know that website yes yeah that side and I have been really good friends <laughs> let me just tell you okay. and so we've kind of broken up so um just taking a break yeah because it's been hurting my my wallet so <laughs> but anyways Hoyan is so good to see you I hope everything is going better in New York with corona and whatnot but if you can give a quick introduction of yourself, that'll be so great. You're right. Okay. Um, so again, hi, I'm Sohan. For those of you watching Grace's podcast, I met her in Berkeley College of Music. We graduated together too, which is funny. Um, yeah, and we've been really close friends ever since, haven't we? Yeah. I know she's so smart. That's how she was able to graduate fast. What a smarty. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> so, do you miss it? What? Social gathering. <laughs> Why? Oh. <laughs> well, you're, aside from your face and your smile that makes me laugh all the time, um, I'm not flirting, I swear, people. <laughs> I just love her very much. Uh. Um, you know, actually, sometimes, yeah, mm. which is weird because, you know, like, you know, when we used to hang out, I used to tell you all the time how I hate people, how I can't stand hanging out with people. Mm, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, which is which is still very, very true, like 90 percent. But <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I still miss Berkeley kids. I still miss like talking to human beings in front of me. Mm. <laughs> And I think that's just the six months of quarantine. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Why do you think you don't really... what? Like, why do you think you didn't have that interest before? Or maybe if you still do, if you can share that with us. Hmm. Uh, I should have thought about... I should have thought about other people's feelings. Mm. That was the thing. Okay. And I I just didn't want to anymore. Like initiating? 
No, it's more of the sense that, so, I mean, you, you've had social anxiety before. Yeah. So you understand. Yeah. So, you know, as a child, when I, I, I had, um, I had social anxiety since I was, I'd say three years old. That was when I start, first started showing symptoms. Mm. So when my parents would take me to an amusement park, for instance, mm. I would break down crying if there were too many people around me. Mm. Yeah. And I couldn't look at people in the eye. I have weird issues, man. Mm. But <laughs> No, it's not weird. Man, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's weird for like a kid, but I grew out of it. Mm. Thankfully. Mm. But, you know, and I think you had a similar story to tell, too, Grace. Like, you know, being bullied for a while, being neglected, Mm. not being able to build those skills and just internalizing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. I don't think I've ever encountered um, being bullied. But definitely, I have encountered something along with that. Um, My elementary till like sophomore in high school um there will always be like racism about Asians like with their eyes or um just like having that um stigma of like okay like she's Asian she must be good at math like I'm gonna ask her all these questions do um ask her to do my homework and study groups but really I want her to do all the work kind of a thing definitely I have encountered that it has really hurt me, but I think back then I took it very lightly. It wasn't so like serious to to me because I know that they were joking. But I now that I you know um, think back, I wish like I could have done something else. Um, but definitely not in a harmful or like a hurtful way, of course. But I wish that um, I could do something to let my friends know that, like, this is not okay. And um, even though, like, we are friends, like, there should be boundaries and, like, w- like knowing, like, what is wrong and what is right. Um, and with social anxiety, I definitely have encountered that. Um, I feel like I somewhat still am. Till this day mm-hmm. um I don't know like where it came from I think it's just kind of genetic almost like I feel like my mom is more of an introverted mm-hmm. side and my dad is more extroverted and I'm more of in the middle um and I feel like a lot of people can maybe relate to this or not but like especially for me personally I'm very introverted in the beginning when I meet people it would it has to take time for me to like get comfortable um around the environment and stuff um but i think when i go back to elementary school and middle school definitely like it was it was hard for me to understand what my other friends were discussing about because i grew up in a really strict korean culture Mm. and they my other friends were like pretty american where like when they describe about what they eat um or what they do particularly (laughs) something with their families like for me like it was something that i could not relate to in a sense because like 
with eating dinner, like sometimes my family, we would have like a table on the ground and we would all eat or, you know, we don't eat like, I didn't, I didn't eat spaghetti or like those American like entrees. Like it was always like Korean dishes and I'm not complaining. I love yeah. Korean food, you know? So, um, so like stuff like that. So it was like really hard. It was challenging for me to, uh, have a conversation with them. Um, but as I got older, like when I went into college, that's when like my life went like changed 180. Um, uh, I like definitely had to get out of my comfort zone to network or um, just like meeting new people in general, like fellow classmates and roommates. Mm -hmm. I think it was like a really um good decision for me to have korean roommates first because i didn't know anyone else in boston and then i'll just like kind of work myself way up in building more relationships but yeah i feel like college definitely helped me grow out of that social anxiety um but i mean till this day like i feel like i don't have that many white friends <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. I have a lot more Asian friends than American friends. I feel kind of intimidated when I interact. What do you mean American them. friends? I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Maybe I'm just not used to it. I just got too comfortable with my own people, <laughs> Korean people, like Korean Americans. Yeah, Korean Americans. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Korean and Korean. Mm -hmm. Um, and I. I just got like too comfortable in that click that I yeah. was unable to somehow socialize with other different cultures, which I think this is like mm -hmm. a mentality type of workout that I just need to get out of. But yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> well, I'm, well, hearing this, I'm thinking a lot of things about you, Grace. I'm not gonna lie. Why? About what? Like, no, how much you've grown mm. and how much you've reflected back on yourself mm. and realized things that you could open up to. Mm. Because that's not only what people of, as uh, us as a human race should do. I feel like it also kind of connects to the BLM movement. Mm. Because the Black Lives mm. Matter movement is about understanding that we can be wrong. Mm. and we might you know be closed off to other cultures mm -hmm. like for instance um i'm not saying that it was wrong mm -hmm. but right. like you know how mm -hmm. you were hanging out with korean americans because they made you feel at home for instance mm -hmm. but there could have been like hispanic right. or you know what i mean like african or like right. all different kinds of people from different countries mm. that you could have actually been really close to especially with black right. culture because yeah. our cultures are very similar mm, that's so you see sad. what i mean yeah. all these things that you never would have thought of mm. that's what the movement was trying to tell people that everyone has something similar yeah totally yeah wow. and you know just seeing you acknowledge that all in your own head <laughs> and understanding that you know there's a whole different world out there mm. where even if you feel anxious Someone else feels that way about you too, because you're you're Asian. You know they might have, you know, like I've seen all kinds of people, and it's just you're a very beautiful one. Oh wow! Thank you so much for your kind words. Oh, of course, sweetie. You know I only say what I mean. <laughs> also, I have nicotine in my mouth. That's probably why I feel better. Right now. <laughs>
girl. You're so funny. Uh, I love you, man. <laughs> but how about you? Um, what mm-hmm. was what was your um, social and anxiety like back when when you were little, and then how is it now today? Hmm. Well, so when I was little, it was more of a sense of I didn't mind. Mm. I didn't mind that I didn't, I wasn't able to read social cues. Mm. I knew to a certain extent because I kept getting in trouble, mm. <laughs> but I couldn't read the room. Mm. Social cues were just nothing to me. I see. Yeah, but I was still sweet. I was still, I learned to be kind from a young age from my parents. That's something I'm very grateful for. Mm. <clears throat> but kindness only takes you so far. Mm. And after a while, even the purest children will find some fault in you to pick on, mm. to bring themselves up and bring you down in the mm. process. But mm. that's just how people, humans are. It's not that I blame them. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that a lot of kids with social anxiety should also understand. Yeah. That it's not their fault. Yeah. They might be, yeah, you know, they might be doing something so amazing for right. all these other, your, their friends. Right. And these I friends agree. don't reciprocate. Reciproc- I'm not working, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Reciprocate. Reciprocate. Thank you. Yeah. God. See, this is why I need an American in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes um those feelings towards me mm. but that was I think that was when it really started because mm-hmm. I thought that them not returning the love that I had for them mm. was normal uh, so yeah an easy way of putting it is like if they want my toy I would always give it to them mm. but they would never give it back right because after a while it's in human nature they'll take it for granted, mm. right? It's, it's mm. things like that. Mm. And as I grew older, I grew a lot more reserved mm. because, you know, I was having all these thoughts. I was slowly starting to get depressed when I was nine mm. and I didn't understand why I was feeling empty, mm. why I didn't feel like things were right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a full-blown depression, right? right? So all those things came together Social anxiety barred me from making any friends because mm-hmm. I, if I try to go to somebody, they A, take advantage of me, or B, just think I'm annoying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right? Mm, yeah. yeah, so, you know, that was how I was. And then I met one or two people who truly I understood me as I understood them, mm-hmm. which was a, the first time ever. Yeah. And I was, how old was I? I was 14 when I met the two people who truly understood me. Wow. One of whom I am still beautiful friends with. Mm. And the other who I wish I hadn't met. Mm. So that was my, that was my first boyfriend mm. at the time, mm. which I think I did tell you about him before. I think I know um, who you're referring to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, as I as I may have told you too, Grace, um he was he was abusive. Mm. But I wasn't that great to him either because what did I know? Mm. I was just the same. I had grown up looking at 
my parents who were going through a lot of things being depressed themselves mm-hmm. they were not in the right state to take care of children mm-hmm. and that was all i knew about mm-hmm. love about relationships mm-hmm. but i feel like that's that the reason i wanted to tell you this on this podcast mm-hmm. is because i feel like this is the case for so many people so many women especially mm-hmm. that they start to look for a partner to rely on like a parent mm. like a friend they try to embody everything into this one person mm. to feel better but the problem is that that person is another human being who will eventually make mistakes mm. and who cannot be perfect mm. yeah, wow. but i i don't know I, i felt like that that was a part that would help people understand Yeah, most definitely. Good. Well, yeah, first and foremost, like, thank you for sharing um, to us about, you know, your past and, um, and stuff like that. Um, I think this is something I feel like some people could take lightly of um, when it comes to social, social, oops, sorry, that was my Apple one. Um, something <laughs> that people could really underestimate someone's emotion when it comes to social anxiety. I feel like there could be people um, that could just tell you to shove it under the rug and just go out there. But it doesn't work that way because everyone is unique in their own ways and they process and approach differently. Um, and I'm glad that like someone like you was able to share that vulnerability and that sensitivity um, about your experience. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Grace. Mm-hmm. It's really sweet of you. I miss you a lot. <laughs> oh, I miss you too. Miss you too. But yeah, uh, I feel when you, yeah, when you mentioned about relying on that one particular person, mm-hmm. it's always nice to have a friend to lean on, right? But then, like, I feel like in order... Like, before you even do that, I feel like you also have to really self-reflect on yourself mm. and know where that balance, like, is. Because if you happen to, like, you, when you mentioned that, if you rely on that one person, you know, that one person isn't Jesus, you know. I mean, there is Jesus resource, you know. But if we're talking about, like, another human being in this mm-hmm. world, it's that he or she is going to make mistakes because we're perfectly imperfect you know um yeah yeah, and so i really like that point that you mentioned about because that's really important um definitely continue to utilize and reach out to those um people who you trust and rely on but in the end um it's also important to also know how to handle the situation yourself so just knowing that balance yeah exactly yeah yeah that's something we it's funny like we hear that like you know like we hear like empowering women tell us that we only need ourselves we need no men all that stuff but we still kind of forget yeah (laughs) it's so easy to forget yeah you know like because when you're holding such a big burden all your life Mm. and then you find you know a person like that it's mm. it's hard to not want to give it all isn't it 
Mm, yeah, yeah. you're right the the key factor is that we have to find ourselves mm-hmm. before and not never really truly rely completely on somebody because that's just not right yeah yeah <laughs> that is so true yeah. yeah i can also like relate to that um like because i had uh, social anxiety um i didn't not only i had an anxiety of interacting with other people but also mm-hmm. like I was really lost in myself too I was figuring out consistently it was almost like I didn't know how to interact with myself <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know what I want I didn't know what I needed I felt like people needed to be straight up with me to tell me like what I want or what I needed um and that was like the first phase of freshman year in college because I was still figuring out. I came from like a very shigor like hometown. I went to the city. North Carolina. Yep. North Carolina. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so definitely like my roommates have helped me along with that process. And, you know, Berkeley is such a diverse city. And mm-hmm. like Berkeley is self like diverse school. And so <laughs> just at least just listening not so much of like interacting where like I feel like I need to talk but all I did was I just listened and through that really helped me break things down and helped me to understand this culture that I am like surrounding myself in right now or you know so that was like really helpful um yeah I think college really teaches you a lot because there's a lot of group activities um oh, definitely and stuff so yeah. there's yeah that's something i um i realized talking to my boyfriend now seven is that people because the only small town person i'd met before him was you mm-hmm. but it's not like we ever really talked about north carolina right 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 carolina sorry i can't i still can't do a country accent I don't know how to do it. How do y'all? I can't do it either. I'm not American. So before our call, I actually did some research based on social anxiety mm-hmm. because I didn't want our conversation to just only be based on our own personal inputs or experiences, although those are like really great resources um but i just wanted to also learn like the facts about this type of diagnosis or about social anxiety in general and so i actually was looking at some treatments that um there are a couple of options and resources that people who um whether if it's severe or not, um, that there mm-hmm. are these treatments available, like prescription is one of them, cognitive behavior therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy, and psychoanalysis. So <clears throat> I think it's really great how there are a lot of resources mm-hmm. that can like help you guide through in this in this type of uh, situation or in this time. I think that I think that you may, you put up a really good point in the sense that people should know that there are resources for them mm-hmm. yeah. and it's, it's it's a stigma that therapy isn't normal mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. you know? 
people with social anxiety should know that everyone has issues. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that there's less worse or anything, but it, it means that they have the help. Mm-hmm. It, it's there. Yeah. You just have to reach for it. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And it's not a yeah. weakness to reach out for help, first of exactly. all. It's really important to know. Um, and it's, I think what you said, like, it doesn't make you any less just because you're going through whatever um, situation or challenge you may um, be going through. It's, I feel like at some point we just, like, go through it. Um, and then work our way through it in different ways. Um, There are people who will heal faster or work faster, heal slower or work slower, and that's okay. I think the most important is that you um, go with your own pace. Yeah, not comparing with other people's paces. Yeah. That's the best thing, yeah. Don't compare yourself to others' progress. Yeah. It literally doesn't make any sense to do that. Yeah. <laughs> there was actually something that I thought about last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was thinking about our podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had discussed that we were going to talk about social anxiety. And I was thinking, what if we create a cheat sheet mm. for people who are socially anxious? Yeah. So... Yeah, so like you said, there are resources, but therapy isn't, you know, a lot of people aren't open to it. Mm. So another way to get through to them might be a book. Wow. That's a like really, a legit yeah. cheat sheet book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. actually a really good idea. Yeah, we should provide that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you as a musical therapy major, mm. and I'm more of a, you know, I'm a writer. So, I mean, I thought, what better project for two people who are trying to achieve the same thing? Mm, yeah, 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 definitely we should be advocate of that, um, spread more awareness to it, and provide resources, you know? Um, I think it's awesome that, like, I feel this passion from you, um, how much you want to contribute um, into this and um, wanting to provide resources for those people who are um, going through this and I think that's amazing yeah we should definitely do it I, yeah. I'm just gonna shut up yeah let's do it <laughs> I have you on here now you yeah. can't think that's your word yeah. let's, let's do it cheers, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> but yeah so that is all the time that we have for now. So thank you, Soyeon, for joining me with in this coffee. Um, it was my pleasure and my honor. Yeah, Ms. It, was, it was so great. <laughs> it was so really fun catching up with you and discussing um, the importance of this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. You're, okay. I miss you, Grace. Oh, I miss you too. Wishing you all the best and well in New York. Thank y'all. I'll, I'll keep you updated. Yes, please do. Yeah. Yes. More, more coffee soon, you know? <laughs> more coffee soon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, love. All right. Bye.